Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. To be able to keep our emotions under control, to be able to stay within the confines of a calm demeanor takes practice. We become habituated to that which we constantly do. And if we constantly or regularly lose our temper, it's going to take a while before you can stop losing your temper because you become habituated to losing your temper. If you're constantly in a state of fear, if things frighten you on a regular basis, you become habituated to being fearful and you become like a deer. Uh, the slightest rustle will make the entire herd run, and you'll run. We have to learn what it is that allows us to be free of these qualities. What is it that changes our nature so that we become different? Think about dignity for a minute. Think about people who have dignity. And what are the traits of dignified people? Well, you never see them out of control. You never see them overreact. You never see them become angry. You never see them lose their composure. You never see them out of sorts. You never see them be unkind. You never see them exemplify characteristics that are unseemly. Well, what's different about people like that? How do they maintain that sense of dignity? How do they maintain that composure? How do they maintain that overall calmness in their existence? There were two people who were traveling, a man and a wife, and they had about 15 miles to go. And in those days, the way you went was you walked. And they had made this trip before, and there was a bridge that had to be crossed. And this bridge was old and was rickety. And all they talked about on the entire trip on the way to the river was about this bridge. The wife would say, what if you put your foot through one of the planks because it's so old? and you break your leg, 
Who's going to take care of me? And the husband said, and how about if that happens to you? Who's going to take care of me? And then what if it happens to both of us? Who's going to take care of us? The burden will put on our children. What's going to happen? And they kept discussing this the entire 15 miles until they got to the bridge. Worried out of their minds, uh, they actually almost become ill with <clears throat> the worry of what was going to happen in trying to cross that bridge. And when they finally got to the bridge, they saw that somebody had replaced the bridge, and it was now a new bridge. And all of this that they had gone through the entire time up to getting to the bridge was of no purpose and of no value. People with dignity don't act like that. They don't express their worry in a constant basis. They could be in the same situation who, where, where somebody is having intense reaction and they'll stay calm. Why is it that they're able to stay calm? What is it about them? that's different a preacher was talking about God's love and explaining how you could depend on it and how you could rely on it and how God will take care of you in all circumstances and there was a woman in the audience who stood up and she was holding a baby and she said why do you lie to us life is full of sorrow it's full of grief. I can barely sustain my life. I'm constantly afraid of some terrible thing happening. And he looks at her, and he, she was holding a baby, and he says, drop your baby on the floor. And she says, no, I'm not going to drop my baby on the floor. He says, how about if I give you $1,000? Drop your baby on the floor. He says, I'm not going to drop my baby on the floor. It'll kill him. She says, how about if I give you a million dollars, will you drop your baby on the floor? She says, no, I'm not going to drop my baby on the floor. He says, is there an amount of money I can give you that will make you drop your baby on the floor? She says, if you gave me everything in the heavens and the earth, I will not drop my baby on the floor. He said, in the same way, you are God's baby. And God is not going to drop you. And once you believe this, once you truly understand this, your attitude and your fear will go away. So what's the difference between people with composure and people without composure? What's the difference between people with dignity and people without dignity? Faith. People with dignity... People with composure, people who are able to handle situations, believe that things will be taken care of for them by God. You see, you have to understand that God is that place that does things that you can't do. God is that place that is beyond what you can do. And if you stay within the realm of what you can do, well, there's going to be problems because there's lots of things you can't do. But if you go to that place 
where God is, everything is possible. Because God can do anything. So our consciousness has to change. The extent of our belief system has to go beyond ourself. Because if our belief system stays within our capabilities, then there's reason to worry. Because our capabilities are limited. And if we rely on those limited abilities, we're going to be afraid. Because our experience will show us that there's things that we can't do. But if we have a belief system that relies on God to take care of situations, then we know that it is in his hands to begin with. And if we leave those things in his hands, we don't have to worry about our own failings. I uh, have been in business for many years. And I've been involved in many different kinds of projects. And my level of competence doesn't change very much from one to the next. But the level of success differs from one to the next. And one day I finally figured out that either God allows things or he doesn't. And all you can do is the best that you can do, and then you'll see what happens. And don't get upset if he doesn't allow it, because later he might allow something even bigger. But don't expect, just do the best you can. And if there's no expectation, and if there's no attachment to the result, there's no disappointment, and you can keep your dignity. You can keep your reserve. You can keep your composure. You can keep your sense of well-being because you are not relying on the way things turn out in certain situations to decide whether you are in a good position or in a bad position. You are always in a good position if you have faith. You are always in a good position if you believe in God. You are always in a good position if you surrender to His will and allow Him to be the one who does things for you. This is a turnaround from the way most of us see things and understand things. We're constantly told about self-reliance and about how we have to do things ourselves. And the truth is we do. But we have to understand that outcomes are not in our hands. Outcomes are in God's hands. And we have to learn to be satisfied with the outcome that God allows. Now that doesn't mean We shouldn't strive. That doesn't mean we shouldn't work hard. That doesn't mean we shouldn't get educated. That doesn't mean we shouldn't try to pave the way for ourselves as best we can. But we have to do it with faith. We have to do it with the understanding that what we do is reliant on God.
There's such a big difference between relying on just our own capabilities and relying on God's capabilities that it's hard to describe the immensity of the difference in that attitude. And without that attitude, you limit what can be done for you. If you are insistent that you have to do things yourself and you don't allow the space for God's intervention, you are limiting what is available to you. So we need to open up what is available to us. And the way we open up what is available to us is by surrendering our own egocentric expectations of our abilities and understanding that all abilities come from God and that all abilities come from Him and that all things come from Him and that all goodness comes from Him and that He is a never-ending cornucopia of ability and giving and love. And when we have that faith, then Every step we take, we take with him, surrendered to him, in the belief that he will guide it and guide our next step. And when that occurs, we become a different kind of person. We become one whose faith is powerful enough to overcome what appears to be difficult situations to ordinary men in this world. And that becomes our strength. So our strength is not our intellect. Our strength is our belief in God. Our strength is not that we are so skilled or competent. Our strength is that we believe Allah can do anything, and he can do anything for us. And that's where we find our competence. So if we have low self-esteem, how do you conquer low self-esteem? By not being involved in self-esteem. By being involved in Allah. By surrendering to Allah and surrendering outcomes to Allah. And then we can have the confidence that things will go right. Now, whenever we do anything, we have to have the confidence that we will succeed. Not because of our own competence, but because of Allah's competence. And because Allah can do anything. So we can walk into situations unafraid. We can walk into situations without the fear that something will go wrong. We can walk into situations with the power of God behind us and with us. And when we carry that power with us, nothing can go wrong. Because Allah doesn't make mistakes. Allah doesn't do inappropriate things. Allah is always just and he's always right. And our life can be just and right 
if we are surrendered to him. So, what we need to learn is how to give up our own ideas about how things are going to be, to give up our own ideas about how outcomes are going to be, and give all of that to Allah with the faith and certitude that Allah is merciful because he's told us he's merciful. And we believe that he's merciful. And we will find our salvation in that mercy. And we'll find our success in this world and in the next world in that mercy. When we were with our sheikh, did we see him afraid of situations? Or was all, was he always the calm center that everybody came to in their state of anxiety? And he would pat them on the head and say, everything's going to be okay. And, and what happened when he said everything's going to be okay? People believed him and became calm. And how was he able to do that? Because of his great faith, he was able to manifest that faith into existence so people who had no faith who saw the manifestation of him in his serenity, were able to mimic that serenity, at least for a moment. So, can we mimic that serenity that we remember? Can we mimic the serenity of the ones with dignity? Can we mimic serenity? Can we understand serenity well enough to mimic it? This world is a stage. Become an actor who's appropriate. You pick your role. Why would you pick your role as someone who is fearful? Pick your role as someone who is strong in their faith. Be that role. Play that role until that role becomes who you are. Give up all of the loser roles and take on winner roles. The world's a stage. We're all actors. Act in an appropriate way. Act in a way that believes in God and believes that God will take care of all situations. That doesn't mean that you don't have to have effort. Actors have to memorize their lines and they have to deliver them in an appropriate way, or they don't, or they aren't believable. They aren't believable to the audience, and they aren't believable to themselves. So learn how to believe your lines. Learn who to copy your character from, and learn to become that character. I used to act, and. I learned that if you didn't believe in what you were doing at the time you were doing it, it had no effect. I also learned that I didn't want to play certain parts because I wasn't going to believe them. And I didn't want to do them because they hurt my insides. They hurt my personal character. And that's one of the reasons I stopped acting. You had to take on 
too many roles that were noxious. And I didn't want to participate in noxious roles. So when you think about what you're doing in the world and the roles that you're playing in the world, play roles with dignity. Play roles that have composure. Play roles that don't have fear. Play the hero in the story. Play the hero in your life. Become that one that is responsible. Become that one that people can turn to in time of difficulty. Be that one that when difficulty comes, you can stand there and handle it. There's a story of a uh, teacher who went around giving talks, and it was said that he was a very brave man, and no matter what the situation was, he was able to stand up in the middle of it. And uh, he was coming into this city, and some people heard about his reputation, and they were talking amongst themselves, and they said it can't be true. He can't be brave in every situation. Uh, what they say about him is too much. So they decided that when he spoke, they would stand in the background where no one could see him and shoot bullets to miss him, but to go right near him. And they did this, and they shot the bullets, and people fainted, and people screamed, and people ran, and he stood there the entire time, and then it was, they stopped, and everybody came back and sat as if nothing happened. And they came to him, and they said, we have to apologize. We had heard about your bravery, but we didn't believe it. It was us who shot the guns. And he said, if a bullet was meant for me, no matter where I hid, that bullet was going to get me. If a bullet isn't meant for me, no matter how well you aimed, it wasn't going to hit me. So what can I fear? Well, these are examples of an attitude. And they're also examples of truth. We need to understand that there is a larger picture going on. And we are somewhere within that picture. And God has it all laid out. We have to do the best that we can to play our part in that and to play it in a certain way with a certain attitude and to maintain the dignity that God deserves from us as we play our roles in this world. Everybody's going to die. And everybody's afraid of death. There's a constant unknown in front of us. But Allah has seen all of it. And he knows all of it. He knows where we're going and where we've been. And he knows where he's going to take us. We need to believe that he will only take us to good places. 
we need to believe that his attitude towards us is only going to be mercy. We need to believe that good things are in our path. All we have to do is look at them and accept them and make ourselves open to them. But if we are constantly relying on ourselves, all the bounty that Allah has available to us is going to be blocked from us. So let's stop relying on ourselves and start relying on Allah. If we rely on Allah, there will be new bridges everywhere. If we continue to rely on Allah, all the roads will be paved in a way that they're easy to walk on and take us directly to where we're going. But it depends on our ability to rely on Allah and have an attitude that is surrendered to Him. Now you see, part of the problem that we have in doing this is we refuse to give up our egocentric self. So if our egocentric self is constantly fumbling, we establish a habit of fumbling. But at least we think we're in control of that fumbling. So we become accustomed to it, and it becomes a comfortable place for us. We have to let go of all of our ideas of ourself, whether they be high or low. And we have to give ourselves up to Allah so that He is the one who's driving us and takes us. And the only way we can do that is to let go. Let go of our highs, let go of our lows, let go of blame, let go of praise, let go of everything and rely on Allah. Surrender to His will and allow Him to do for us what in truth we can't do for ourselves because He is the only doer. And when we do that, life will change in dramatic ways and the plays will always have happy endings. May it be so for each of us. May we all learn to give up all of our misconceptions about who we are and create a true conception through Allah. Amin. Amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. As-salamu alaykum.